This is the Public Speaker. Quick and dirty tips for improving your communication skills with your host, Lisa B. Marshall. This week is a continuation of last week's piece, How to Introduce a Speaker. If you haven't yet listened to part one, you might want to do that first because today I'm only going to cover the nitty gritty details of what you should include in each of the three sections of an effective introduction. So what goes in the beginning, the middle, and the end. I also wanted to say a big hello to Mark from Reesby, Sydney, Australia. I promised I'd mention his name on the show. He claims he's my biggest fan. Well, at least he's my biggest fan in Reesby, Sydney, Australia. Thanks, Mark, for listening to the show. So back to speaker introductions. How do you begin an introduction? I think they all should start with your name and your title. The audience might not know who you are, and if it's a large organization, it's probably a great opportunity to put a name with a face. Also, especially if you're a last-minute fill-in, the speaker may not know your name or your role, and it does help them to know who you are and how you fit into the organization. Of course, you also need to include the full name of the speaker. Oh, and please be sure you say it correctly. Find out the right way to pronounce the speaker's name and how they refer to themselves. If necessary, have somebody record it for you or to spell it out phonetically. Do whatever you need to get it right. It always bothers me when someone doesn't use my middle initial, even though I have included it. If sharing the speaker's title or position is also appropriate, be sure you know what it is ahead of time. Dr. Montgomery is Director of Plant Giving. Don't say, Dr. Montgomery is Director of... What was that again? Finally, the beginning also needs to clearly state the subject of the talk. A lot of people choose to share that by stating the title of the presentation, but that's not a requirement. You just need to make sure that you're telling the audience the main theme of the presentation. Next, the middle is the meat of this mini intro presentation. Explain in your own words why this person was chosen to speak. Give the speaker credibility it may be professional background, education, or just plain experience, or it could be several of those things. The idea is to convince the audience that this speaker is qualified to speak on this subject to this audience and that this speaker is different and worth listening to. Include facts that you find memorable or interesting. You don't have time to say everything, so just carefully choose just a few very specific examples to build the speaker's credibility. Next. If there's time, you might want to share why this subject should be of interest to your audience. Give them the W-I-F-M-M. That's W-I-F-M-M, two M's. That's the what's in it for me message. It's why the topic is timely or important to this audience. Finally, if you've known the person for many years or you know him or her really well, you may want to very briefly explain your relationship to the speaker. I think it's great when the person who's doing the introduction adds in some sort of personal impression that the speaker made on them. One time someone was introducing me and they said that I was consistently the highest rated speaker of all the programs that they offered at this very large institution. I had no idea. And really, that was quite an endorsement for me. And I appreciated knowing that. And clearly, this was a really great thing to include in the introduction. To wrap up the introduction, Welcome the speaker to the stage by saying the title of the presentation and his or her full name. When you announce the title of the presentation, just like the speaker's name, 
you need to be sure you say it exactly as it was given to you by the speaker. Typically, the speaker's name is the last thing spoken, and it's the signal for the speaker to come forward and to assume control of the program. However, if you think the topic is more important because the speaker is already known, perhaps they have celebrity status, then the title of the presentation can go last. Whatever you decide, you should always deliver the last piece, whether it's the name or the title, more slowly and very clearly. You don't want to rush this part because you want to make sure the audience hears you. It's also important to be sure that you deliver this last part by looking directly at your audience. Try not to read, but if you have to read, use the scoop and read technique. That is, you look down and silently read, then you look up and deliver the text aloud, looking directly into the eyes of your audience. So today, Lisa will present From Stress to Success. Please help me welcome Lisa B. Marshall. Yeah, that's me clapping for myself. <laughs> you want to avoid cliche phrases like, without further ado, who talks like that anyway? This speaker needs no introduction. All speakers need an introduction. The final part of the introduction is to lead the applause, like I just did with my clapping. It's also the time to smile enthusiastically. You want to look, even if you don't feel this way, you want to look like you're honored and you're thrilled that this person is coming to speak. Most likely, there won't be an applause sign, so it's up to you to encourage the audience to warmly greet the speaker. If you look excited and interested, your audience will be too. So what if you aren't introduced or a mistake was made in the intro? Well, first, if you aren't introduced, then you need to do it. I prefer to always start with my opening attention getter, no matter what. And if then if I wasn't introduced, I'll very briefly introduce myself after this planned attention getter. Introductions are important for building credibility, so it still needs to be done. Whether it's by you or someone else, it needs to be done. And also, if the introduction contains a mistake, you'll need to decide if it's worth correcting. If it impacts your credibility, you definitely will need to tactfully make the correction. Before I wrap up this two-part episode, I want to say a quick word about physicality. As the person doing the introduction, you are the center of attention. And you'll need to be amplified. So this means that you'll most likely need to deliver your introduction from behind the lectern. Don't try to deliver the introduction without a microphone. An introduction definitely needs to be heard. After you've delivered your introduction, either wait until the speaker arrives at the lectern or go shake their hand if they're not going to present from behind it. A very common mistake is to leave the stage immediately. You should always remain on the stage as the focus of attention until the speaker assumes control. It's your job, in essence, to pass the attention and control over to the featured speaker. It's nice to shake hands, but sometimes that's not possible. So in either case, once the speaker begins, you should just quietly slip off the stage. Always take care to walk behind the speaker and not in front of them. This is Lisa B. Marshall, the public speaker. Passionate about communication, your success is my business. Your homework for this week is to take the information you listed in last week's homework and now, based on what you learned this week, write a new introduction. The introduction can be an introduction for your last presentation or the last introduction you delivered. Remember, the key to a great introduction is to talk enthusiastically about why this particular speaker is uniquely qualified to talk about this particular topic to this particular audience. 
By the way, if you haven't already become a fan on the Facebook fan page or following me on Twitter, again, you should hang your head in shame. <laughs> Seriously, what are you waiting for? It'd be great. You get some feedback. You get some freebies. It's fun. Just come join the fun. Come join the party over on the Facebook fan page. It's facebook.com forward slash the public speaker. I sincerely, and I'm serious about this, I sincerely love to connect with listeners, and this is a great way to do that. As always, I invite you to join my newsletter or my professional network on LinkedIn. And one final note, please, please, please contact me if you'd like to do an internship with me or if you know of a company that would be a good candidate to sponsor this show. Thanks. If you have questions about how to communicate better at work, leave a voicemail at 206-350-7970 or email publicspeaker at quickanddirtytips.com. Sign up for Lisa's newsletter or get information about speeches and workshops by visiting lisabmarshall.com. You can find a transcript of this show and links to connect with Lisa at publicspeaker.quickanddirtytips.com. <laughs>